this man, I think he's putting his best foot forward. From the beatenfavourite.com, the great tip-off and the co-host of the Sydney set with Mickey Gannon on SEN 1170, Saturday mornings from 7am. You can also listen to that show on our SEN app. I speak of Nicholas Ashman and he joins us now. Nick, good morning to you and happy Cox Plate Eve. Yeah, happy cosplay to uh, Gareth, to you as well. What a fascinating race it is there tomorrow. Got uh, the Mooney Valley Gold Cup run tonight, which will be an interesting one. The first three favourites there are already in the Melbourne Cup field. So be interesting to see what uh, what plays out tonight. But uh, it's a new look Cox Plate day, mate, and it's an absolute ripper. I find this Cox Plate so fascinating. We just had Chris Nelson on. He says, Romantic Worry can't win. I think it's a good thing. Dean Evans says, Fangirl is a bet. Mickey Gaddon says it's a 30 to 1 chance. Some say Victoria <laughs> Road won't get a strong 2,000 metres. Gold mm. Trip will be too flat from a Caulfield Cup, but some say the tempo will work out beautifully for him and he'll be finishing over the top. Some say Mr. Brightside will definitely get 2,000 from that gate and get the run of the race. Others say that he'll blow up. Alligator Blood, is he good enough to win a weight for Age Cox Plate? Some say no. He's been blessed in his last two group ones. Others say that he's never been better. Zaki, has he still got some spring in his legs from the widest gate? It's a fascinating race mm. with so many different opinions from respected judges. And for our fans and, and, and from our, our, our listeners here sending their text messages through, I've never seen a big race like this divide opinion like it has, Nicholas. It's a world of dividing opinions at the moment, Gareth, and it's only fitting that the cock plate this year is just carrying on what seems to be a recent tradition. So... Um, look, I tend to agree with you. It does revolve a bit around r- romantic warriors. So, uh, look, I'm against him, but I, I can see that I could be completely wrong. He's got to find four lengths to make up from what he his beaten margin in the Turnbull Stakes, which is a fair bit to do from one start to the next. What he has in his favour is that if you speak to most ratings people, they'll tell you that it's almost or highly unlikely that Gold Trip will get back to the same rating he produced in the Turnbull. Reason being is he's coming out of a fast-run Caulfield Cup this year as opposed to a slowly-run Caulfield Cup it was 12 months ago when Durston beat him. And what makes it difficult for those that don't understand foundations and set up for horse races is when you're coming out of a fast-run 2,400 metres, usually your best bet is to go up in distance if you're going to run seven days later. In this instance, he's coming back 400 metres or 360 to be exact. So that's the issue that faces him. Just on that, uh, that Nick, mean... just on that, I've seen, I've seen, I know the different Caulfield Cups, but I think sometimes yeah. the best preparation, especially on the quick backup, is is dropping back in trip. So going from 2,400 to 1,000 or doing something like Regal Power did in a all-star mile when he went from 2,000 of Australian Cup back to a mile. I think sometimes that can be a, a formula of success. Like, is there data to suggest that, or do they have to be slowly run race, like 2,000 well, or 2,400 metres back in trip? Yeah, generally speaking, I like slowly run. Yeah. Uh, just because it's nothing more than a six or 800 metre sprint home. So it's like a really strong working gallop a week out, which is the perfect setup for a, for a major race or to come back in trip. So I'm not saying he can't win. But I'm just saying, I think the odds are stacked a little bit against Gold Trip uh, this weekend in that in that sense. Uh, he's a very, very good horse. And uh, and he'll hopefully go to the first Tuesday of November as one of the favourites. You talk about Zaki. Um, I feel like when he gets to Flemington, that's when we'll see the best of him. He's a big track horse. I didn't like the way he got around the valley last year in the Cox Plate. Maybe 
uh, maybe he'll improve this year. Mr. Brightside, I tend to share the same sentiment that's out there, that he's at his best around a mile. Fangirl beat him pretty comfortably. I'm struggling to work out how she's longer than him in the marketplace. She beat him comfortably in the King George last time out, the King Charles, I should say, last time out, um, by like two and three quarter lengths. And yes, people are saying, well, she hasn't run 2,000 metres yet. Okay, Mr. Brightside's done it twice and, and hasn't won on either occasion, including in last year's Cox Plate. So which one do you side with there? The one with less convictions or the one that's got two convictions but hasn't run poorly at 2,000? I'm sort of with Dean Evans in the sense that I think Fangirl is probably the real X factor in the race. She's got that big number last start. Her figures this preparation suggest she's come back in career best form. Sometimes with these mares, as they get older, they thicken up and they learn to hold their sprint for longer. She's always had a dev- devastating turn of foot. And now maybe she's just starting to put one section after another. Great recipe for a Cox plate. Got to talk about alligator blood. You mentioned him. He's had, you're right. He's taken out the Underwood and the Might and Power against what I'd say slightly inferior fields to a large extent to what he faces here. But the figure he produced winning the Might and Power was Herculean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a career peak on the stuff that I use. The big query for mine is can he hold that number? But what I will say is that the market, I don't think, is rating him based on that number. I think that $6 that's out there now is 650 I think that's a pretty good price for a horse with a, a last start number to his name that he ran in the Might and Power. So a fascinating race. And then you've got the three-year-olds. Uh, militarised for me is the pick of them. Yep. I just wonder if Zach Roy can get him out of the barriers in time and, and bang him. He's, if he jumps on terms, he could be one out, one back. Uh, it's a big, big call. But if he gets that spot, it possibly puts J-Max free wide, no cover on yes. Romantic Warrior. So lots to play out. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I was surprised they went with Barrier 3 for Militarise in a way because he has to do everything right from the gate now from Barrier 3. But Zach Lloyd's a young star and it'd be, it's, it's going to be fascinating watching him in a, in a Cox plate, a high-pressure race at such a young age. Mm. But he's handled a lot of pressure in the early mm. part of his career and uh, he's been able to... Um, eat up that pressure. So good luck to young Zach Lloyd in his first Cox Plate. We've got a couple of minutes left, mate. So go through your best across the weekend, please, Nicholas. Yeah, okay, cool. So race four on the William Crockett Stakes. We've got Shiva on top for the uh, the Hayes camp. Yes. She's won two of her four starts. Last up was pretty good over the 1,200 metres. Has been to the Valley before, but that was on debut. And I think she'll improve with uh, that look at the Valley. Uh, in race five, Antino. I think Blake Shin's got the options from that gate. It's going to be a fascinating crystal mile. Tuvalu goes to the front with Jamie Carr in the saddle. She's looking for a win. She's a bit out of form, Jamie. Uh, and then on her back will be Mark Zara on Prowess. Now, she's second up at a mile, so she's probably going to be still maybe one run short of her absolute peak, whereas I think Blake Shin on Antino gets all of the options. And my best each way on Saturday afternoon is race seven, number four, Puglia. Comes out, ran fourth mm-hmm. in the Caulfield Classic last week. Looking, this is a real race-shaped times-based tip. The, the race was run at a really slow tempo. Riff Rocket couldn't reel in the winner on that occasion. And I think it's a perfect race. You talk about backing up out of. Yes. This is the perfect race to back out, back up out of. It was a 2,000, slowly run 2,000-metre race. He backs up now, goes to 2,000 metres again, and he should be primed for a great run. So good each-way bet. Race four, sorry, race seven, number four, Apulia. Yeah, Pulley's got a little bit of Sardozy about him, hasn't hasn't he? And she yeah. was held up at Sandown then on the quick back up, bolted home at Flemington. Anything in the invitation or the spring uh, champion I, stakes in Sydney? Yeah, I, I like Espiona in the invitation. Yes. Back, to, back to the girls' grade, back to 1,400 metres where she was absolutely dominant two starts ago. She's the one for mine. And in the spring champion, well, 
Mickey Gannon and I have been talking about this horse, Nadatsu. Oh, back yes. in, he's $61 on Wednesday. I think he's into about 31 now. He's the only three-year-old left in this year's Melbourne Cup, Gareth. Correct. He's the most interesting runner at, in, in Australia on Saturday. If he wins on Saturday or runs well, you'd think they'd have to go down to the Derby. He's still in contention there. Mm-hmm. They paid up for the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday of this week. That tells me there's got to be a level of intention to bring him down to Victoria and try and get in the big one. Then picture this, a horse that's got great form coming across from New Zealand, part of Chris Waller, gets into the Melbourne Cup with 49 kilos. He's 200 to one at the moment. I can guarantee you that won't be there if he's in the race on the first Tuesday of November. We'll have a dollar each way right now with Bet365 from the beatenfavourite.com, the great tip-off and the co-host of the Sydney set, ladies and gentlemen. That was Nicholas Ashman. Have a wonderful Cox Plate weekend, Nicholas. You too, G. All the best. Good on you, Nick, and make sure that you... Sign up for Nick Ashman's Cup Week special with thebeatenfavourite.com. They'll provide you tips and a staking plan across the four days at Flemington for $100. But this is the catch. If they lose over their staking plans, then you'll get the the $100 back. So they're guaranteeing a win, and if they don't win, you get your money back. So that's terrific value. Um, So they're backing themselves in. So that's... TheBeatenFavourite.com's Cut Week Special, $100. But if they lose, you get your money back.